What's going on, everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I want to welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders, both on and offline. And this episode is going to be no different. Stick around, and we're going to get started right now. Well, we'd like to welcome you back for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I'm Glenn P. Brooks Jr., and I am excited, and I know I say that every single week. Some of y'all say, Coach, we already know you're excited. Like, why do you say it? Y'all, I, I, I'm honored. I'm honored that I get to do a thing that I love the most. What many of you guys may not know is that back in, I got out of the military in 1988. Yeah, I'm old. I'm old, old. And when I went, in, we got out of the military and I went to work for um, an environmental engineering consulting firm, I literally um, was uh, kind of doing some things for my local church at the time. And I felt like God spoke to me and said, you need to go to broadcasting school. And I'd never heard, like, it was almost audible. It wasn't quite audible, y'all, but I felt strongly that that was the case. That was back in the day when we still had yellow pages. And so I I reached down under the desk, grabbed a big book, and I started looking, who has, um, will honor a GI Bill and let me pay for this? experience through that. I found a school, I got an internship, and uh, lo and behold, I ended up working as an intern in radio. It changed my life. It changed my life. By that point, I realized that, you know what, this is what I wanted to do. And ever since those days, I later went into the radio industry and I, you know, did everything from production to promotion to on air to, you know, uh, sales um, and, and left as a station manager where I ran the entire radio station. And uh, and it was an experience that changed my life. When I left radio and went into full time ministry, the part of me that wanted to do this never left. And I just wanted to figure out a way to do that. And I will I will be honest with you. When we started our business uh, seven years ago, I really thought that my primary platform would be podcasting. Uh, but I didn't know how to do that. And here's what's funny about technology. Back then, you needed a whole bunch of equipment. You needed a whole bunch of technology on the back end to deliver this thing to the marketplace in a way. And that was just seven years ago. Well, today, um, you, you need a lot less <laughs> to really be able to pull that off in a way that's pretty, pretty cool. And uh, so I'm honored that I get a chance to sit here and do this. So when I start, start talking about I'm super excited, it's with all that in the background that makes me realize that I get to do something pretty amazing. Uh, each and every week when we come to this this microphone and we talk about the story behind the brand, I want you guys to understand, I learned a long time ago, and Simon Sinek said it this way, people don't do business with you because of what you do. People do business with you because of why you do it. And I am convinced that every brand that you see, there's a major story that, that infuses it. There's a reason why people show up to do business or to do ministry the way that they did. And a blog post on HuffPost.com, contributing right Writer Flynn Coleman says this. He asked a question, and the question went something like this. Why are stories so powerful? Well, the truth is that they are actually more memorable than facts. Our brains are actually wired to respond to stories. Metaphors and anecdotes help us to actually relate our ideas to our own experiences, providing richness and texture. 
Stories bring you and your listeners into a multidimensional world full of colors, sights, smells, and emotions, making us feel as though we were actually living the story. And so that's one of the reasons why I like doing the story behind the brand. I get an opportunity to interview people. In most cases, I know in real life, and I've had a chance to watch them grow. And today is no different. I met this brother back uh, in those early days of youth ministry when I um, was kind of trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing and how I was supposed to be showing up. And because of the military background that I have and he had at the time, we, there was an all, already connection made. Um, he had a heart for kids that was legit. And I watched him grow. And, and, and there are some people that you get a chance to work with, guys, where you know this person is a keeper. Not necessarily that they're going to work with me. For, in other words, they're very serious about showing up. That This isn't just a one-off for them. It's not something that they're doing accidentally. And so over the years, I've had a chance to watch him grow, not only in his military career, um, to achieve some major goals that most people think about. They don't quite achieve them. And, uh, and now he's doing some things in the space of giving back. He actually has a podcast himself that he's working on, and uh, he's involved in children's lives on a regular basis. I asked him to come to the microphones today to really kind of talk about his growth process, his leadership process, and how that's changed the lives of the people that he gets to work with. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome my old friend, Damian Butler. Damien, listen, man, I am awfully excited to have you in the building this morning. Uh, we are live on Clubhouse as we're recording this. Welcome to Clubhouse, man. I see the party hat, bro. This is a real thing. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I, I, I appreciate you inviting me. This is an honor and a pleasure to get to work with you again. It has been a little while, but you know, those early days were a lot of fun. So I, I appreciate the opportunity to reconnect and uh, share with your, with your team yep. and uh, learn from your team. No, I love it. Damien, one of the things I've noticed, and, and I follow you on LinkedIn, and, and, and it's I love social media in that regard, that you can keep up with people that you've started out on a journey with, and you get a chance to see, obviously, with what they want you to know, <laughs> that you're, they're posting their journey, and you have been consistent. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about where this came from. There was a level, I will never forget a time, we were in D.C., and we were planning a new church, and we were launching some new ministries and some and things with the kids. And you and I, I don't know if you'll remember this conversation, but you and I had a conversation down front at the stage. And it was around the idea of leadership and you just wanting to track me. You just wanting to work with me and be close. And however that looked, you was game. W were you always a person that hungered after leadership and growth? Where, where did your connection to kids and, and all of that stuff come from? And can you walk us through that journey from, from early as you can remember? And we're going to walk people up to, to your current brand and how you're showing up. Well, I, I've known all my life that I wanted to be a teacher. You know, I tell people all the time that before anything else, I'm a teacher. If you spend any amount of time with me and I don't teach you or you don't learn anything, I don't say I don't teach you, but if you don't learn anything, I've wasted your time. I come from a family of teachers. My grandmother was a teacher. My, my father's mother was a teacher. My mother's mother and all of her sisters were teachers. It, it just, that was just, I guess that's in, in, in my blood. But as a child, I always wanted to be in. I always wanted to be a, a military officer, you know, watching TV. I just wanted to be the guy that had all the shiny stuff on his uniform. And 
That was just that just that's just what drove me. And I like people. I've always liked people. You know, as much as I spend time by myself, I'm you know, I, I like the connection. So that's just a part of my DNA. I love it. I love it. It's funny because I know your brother real well and uh that teacher's in him as well. Um, both of y'all are cut from the same cloth. Clearly that's in your DNA. When you talk about, let's talk about your military experience for a second. So you said you always wanted to be an officer today. Uh, you have been able to and managed to kind of get to a lot of the places. Talk about your military journey and how has it informed your current brand in terms of what you're doing? Well, I enlisted right out of high school because I needed to pay for college because, uh, as you used to say back in the day, uh, I thought I had it cranked up like that. Uh, graduate of high school, I was a know-it-all teenager. I'm going to do it my way, and everybody's going to conform. I thought that until I applied to three colleges. I got accepted to all three, one on academic probation. One, Well, I got waitlisted. I guess I don't know if that's an acceptance. And the other one, I can't remember what the third one was. Doesn't matter because I didn't go. I decided to enlist in the Air Force. And I remember calling my recruiter and, and saying to the recruiter, I want to know what the Air Force has to offer me. You know, what, what am I getting wrong? Why should I come to the Air Force? And he called me back and was like, I've never had a person call me and say that to me at all. I enlisted. It worked out well. But the goal was always to be an officer. And to be an officer, you have to have a college degree. And just like you, you know, the GI Bill was a major part of getting things done. So I knew that that benefit existed. And uh, I enlisted military paid for most of my school. One of the things I tell people all the time is I have zero college debt. You know, I've been blessed to, you know, have an advanced degree, a couple of certificates. I don't have, you know, I have zero. I owe, you know, the Department of Education zero dollars. And it's my goal to keep my children in, in, in that situation too, but it's another story. Uh, fast forward, I get my degree. Uh, I made another bad decision. So I'm going to do things my way. I just, I got in trouble in the Air Force and certain trouble in the Air Force versus the Army is different. So I got an Article 15, and that kind of slowed me down. So in the Army, if you don't get an Article 15, you're not worth your weight as a soldier. In the Air Force, you get an Article 15, you're the worst thing, that, you know. So I slowed down the process. I tried, you know, I had a commander tell me not no, but hell no. I've had uh, a commander tell me, oh, we're not putting our best foot forward, you know, dragging the feet, whatever, whatever. So I switched to the Army. I called the Army and said, hey, this is the deal. I got my degree. I've been so long. I don't want to spend a day enlisted. He's like, come to the office and call me. And that was 16 years ago. So I went into the Army, and I've had a ball. Now, to match that all up, at the same time, you know, active duty reserve mixed up. So I was at home, and that's where, you know, I started coming to the Soul Factory with Ben and Sean and all them, and and. I, I, I felt like family, you know, I fit in and, and there was opportunity to grow. We got into a lot of uh, leadership lessons, you know, y'all were going to Catalyst and bringing that stuff back. We were sitting, you know, just building a ministry, sitting down and going through step-by-step -step process together, learning what we need to do and talking about how we're going to lead, you know, and everything was about leading young souls to Christ. I wish I could remember the, our, our mission statement because it was, I used to have it. I mean, I remember one time my brother called me out of the blue. He was like, hey, man, give me the mission. And I just rattled it off. But it was it was one of those things that I could connect to. And it fit into what, you know, I could do. And it gave me an opportunity. And 
we started reading books and I started finding more books and more books and more books. And then it, doing what I was doing at church, you know, the Lord blessed me to put it into what I was doing as a school teacher at the time, as a young, you know, military officer. So it all came together. And then just the connection to kids is just, uh, I don't know what, what it is about kids, but it's just always been there. And I, I like young people. They keep me young and I can't seem to get away from them. You know what's funny, Ben? I'm, and I always want to call you Jesus. This is crazy, I'm used Damien. to it. I've been Ben's little brother all my life. Listen, Damien, and I don't mean no disrespect. I got so much love and respect for your brother. Um, he introduced you to me. And when he did, one of the things I recognized right away is your insatiable appetite to lead. And when I say insatiable appetite, people hear you talking about books after books after books. I can promise you, I suggest books to people all the time, but it ain't... It, they don't necessarily read them. You were different. Your your insatiable appetite to devour information was different. And when I know what that journey looks like in terms of getting to some of the places that you've gotten to, you can't show up uneducated. And just because you don't have, quote, the degrees doesn't mean that you're not educated. You took it upon yourself. Where'd that come from? And how does that help you with your students today? Today, you actually coach lacrosse. You run a junior ROTC program. You're doing all the different things. And um, how does, and, and when it comes to preparing yourself, how does that that appetite of reading and consumer consuming information, how does that help leverage your leadership position? Leaders are readers. You know, leaders are readers. If you're leading and you're not, you, a leader has to go in front. You have to know what's going on. You gotta know what's going on. If you, if the only, well, not the only way. One of the best ways to get information is to read. You know, success leaves clues. You know, all those cliches type of thing. But you gotta go in and dig into some information, and it's right there. Just, just, just open up the book, and it's right there. But I, I'm a reader because my mother made me read. You know, one time I didn't like reading, but in the summertime I had to read a book and write a book report. At the end, I could do whatever I wanted during the summer, but at the end of the summer, right before I went back to school, that book report came in or the first day of school wasn't going to be that fun. You know, first weeks of school until it was done. So I remember the one book that, that got me reading was the autobiography of Malcolm X. And I read that right around the time that Spike Lee movie came out. So it, it, it all, and my mom was like, pick a book and that's your book for the summer. So doing that over and over again, it just, you know, I, I like the information I get because I like knowing stuff that people don't know. And you know, oftentimes, like, and when you know something, I'm like, how do you know that? It's in the same book that they gave everybody else. Oh, I didn't read it. I can tell. And with my students now, it's like they'll, they'll write something down or I'll give them an assignment or like I want them to be able to write. Communication is huge for me in developing young leaders. So, and I tell them, if you can't write, you won't work. Because that's the way you're going to connect with people. Because they're not going to, you're not always going to get a face to face conversation. So you need to be able to write. And Yo. you write better by reading. Listen, Damien, you just reminded me of something. Years ago, um, I remember being on a panel and uh, the Honorable um, Elijah Cummings was the keynote speaker at this event. And I had never met him face to face. I'm from Baltimore, I knew of him. Uh, but I'd never met him. And I was there as a part of, it was an event for boys, young black boys. 
And, um, and I was invited to be a part of it. And I will never forget him saying that he was on a mission to find writers. He said, you guys will be shocked and amazed how it will change the trajectory of your career if you can write. And he said, and I'm on an all-out mission. Like, I have a job for you right now if you can write. And I, I want to kind of stay there for a second because when you start talking about students and you start, start talking about communication, I think that there's some lost things on our kids. And I think, quite frankly, because the generations in front of them didn't make it important for them. And when I say the generations, meaning that was obviously in situational, uh, uh, you know, in, in certain situations. But unless you're being almost held to a, a standard or you're being made to do something as a student, you're probably not going to do it. How do you encourage your kids to do stuff that they don't want to do? I incentivize everything. And like last year, our big thing was a trip to Cedar Point. I live in, in the Detroit area, something about two hours north of Cedar Point. But and I told the kids, you wear your uniform, you participate in events, and you do what you need to do in class, you're invited. And all you got to do is show up, show up and do what you're supposed to do. Don't pay for anything. You can buy what you need to buy in the park, but I'm going to put you on the bus, I'm going to get you in the park, I'm going to bring you back. Now, if you're not doing your part, if you're, not, you're missing assignments, you're not wearing the uniform, you're not going with me. You know, and I didn't. I made it a point not to talk about those kids like, oh, this person's not going. You know, I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to talk about all these folks going. Here's the list. Did you get a permission slip? Did you get the email? Oh, I don't read email. Oh, well, you're not going because you didn't read. You know, just little things. Give them, you know, a quick win. Celebrate something. So, you know, who moved my cheese? You know, it was like you got to keep moving the cheese to keep them moving forward. So. I try. I do my best to incentivize. I love that. I love that. For those of you guys who may be just catching the podcast, I'm talking with Damian Butler. He is a and and I, you know, I I haven't run down his list of accolades because, quite frankly, they're just really long. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, I sum it up by saying he's a leader's leader. He's a military officer. He is. Uh, he runs a, a program in a high school, or I, th I think it's a high school. Uh, 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 Damien, and, yeah. and, and, and it talked, a junior ROTC program. Junior ROTC changed my life, man. It, it changed my life in a way that it introduced me to leadership long before I knew what leadership was. I will never forget sitting in um, Colonel James T. Bagley. I've written about this in a few of my books, The Third. And his plaque on his desk said, tact is the ability to tell a man to go to hell and have him happy he's on his way. I, I will never forget that because it was carved in wood, like a woodworker kind of engraved it into a big plaque. And uh, and I never will forget those leadership experiences. Can you pull from one um, experience, that, whether that was in the military, whether that was, you know, a, as you've, uh, you know, grown through sports and things like that, that just stuck with you, man. It just stuck with you and it becomes or has become your mantra. And then I want you to talk a little bit about how that's informed your current brand today, your personal brand. You have a podcast and you have some things that you're trying to do. And uh, I, I want you to talk a little bit about how that informs that. Uh, the experience that, that stands out the most goes back to the Soul Factory when we were uh, when we had a church in every county. We were doing the Maryland Church, the D.C. Church, the Waldorf Church, and we were building young soldiers. We we wrote a promo 
I had the opportunity to work with our video team and and the idea I had came to life on the screen. And it's like I that was I said we should do we should do this. And then when we when we played the video for the, the congregation, my idea was right there. The exact way I said we should, as we say, still kill and destroy the three kids that we had in that eat. Oh, that's my I said I, that was me. That was my idea. I wrote that. I'm not a, a well, I can't say I'm not a writer. I'm not a, a screenwriter or anything. I just had an idea. I had a group of people that I could work with. I, I read about it. I wrote it and we went forward with it. I did it. And something great happened. And it was one of those things, do it scared. You know, don't worry about what can go wrong, worry about what can go right. And, you know, doing that one time, I was able to do it again over and over again in various situations in the military, in the classroom. But, you know, being able to say I wrote a promo and it went the way I envisioned it, it kind of came out to be exactly that. So it's like, if I can see it, I can do it. So you name it. I've I've, I've done it over and over and over over again. I like that. Put that in the chat. If I can see it, I can do it. I think it's important for us to paint pictures. And I think, uh, I don't think, I know there's very little that paints more vivid pictures than words. And, and the reason why is because, and I learned this one in radio. There, it's one thing to record a video and show something. It's another thing to be able to create theater of mind with words. That's one of the reasons why I love this app and the, the way we show up, particularly in the podcasting space. How is your podcasting changing the landscape of that which you get to do from a brand perspective? Take us down that road. And I know that you, um, it's funny because I'm grateful that I have an entire team that helps me put together what I do. And I only do like one small part, promise you. (laughs) Uh, But even starting out from the beginning, when you're having to do it all by yourself, talk to us a little bit about the genesis of it. What is the goal of it? Where people, where can people find it? What are you doing and, and how can we help? Well, my podcast is called Tuesdays and Thursdays Leadership Sessions. And I wanted a podcast, but I wanted to do a radio. You know, I, I, I wanted to practice. I just had a way. And I you know, used to hear internet radio and people having radio shows. And I was like, I want a radio. I, and believe it or not, Glenn, I've never told you this. You were the person that made me think I could be on a radio. I'm like, well, I, I'm standing here looking at him. And he was like, well, when I was, and you, and I don't I don't want to make it seem like you were like, you know, you were braggadocious about it. But the way you talked about it was like, you know, I woke up this morning, I brushed my teeth. And, oh, by the way, I'm on radio. You know, it's like, that was just what you did. It's like, it's just, it's that, it's that easy. It can, it can be done. So just going through, seeing different people, it's like, man, I want to, I want to be in the radio. How do I get the radio? Then I just say technology kind of, you know, spread up to where it is now and, I found out I was mad at myself for a little while that I had everything I needed to be to start a podcast. My iPhone. Well, I don't have an iPhone. My 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 Apple computer. So once I learned that, I was like, all right, I want to speak. You know, I, I, I like I said, I'm a teacher. I want to teach. I, I like speaking. I like being in front of the crowd, talking to a few people. So the podcast just gave me a little more reach. And if you, you meet me, we talk and like, hey, I want to talk more. I want to learn more. We don't always have time to be face to face. But guess what? That podcast is on uh, anywhere you find, anywhere you get your favorite podcast, Apple, 
Google. Uh, not, not on SoundCloud is limited, but uh, Anchor. Yeah. Radio Cast, Pocket yep. Cast. You know, Google me. Google, no, don't Google me. Google, you know, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays leadership session, and you'll find it. Yeah, put and, that and in the chat for me. I put that. We, you know, somebody, we somebody, write that down for me. Tuesdays and Thursdays leadership. What was the name of it again? Tuesdays and Thursdays leadership sessions. Got it. And you're talking and it, to who? who? Who's your audience there, Damien? Primarily, it's uh, young, young professionals, college and college age and young professionals. Okay. But I, I mean, I teach every day in the high school, so that that 14 to 24 age range. I mean, that's a that's a wide range, and there's a lot happening in that 14 to 24. So a lot of stuff is segmented, but 14 to you know 14 to 18. There's some stuff in there, but you know, college and, and moving into your first job, there's some stuff in there as well. Because I, you know, I know I was able to develop a lot of my, you know, a lot of my content from being around leaders and being exposed to leadership and giving books and you know, sitting in ministry and all. So, you know, John Maxwell was introduced to me, you know, at church, at the Soul Factory. Every time I talk about reading a book. John Maxwell. Read John Maxwell. If you don't read anything else, read. Go get one of his, you know, bedside books, the little small ones, and read that. I guarantee you, you will go and read everything else. You know, the the seventeen irrefutable laws of leadership. Yep, twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. Yep. Seventeen irrefutable laws of teamwork. Sorry. Yep, teamwork. Yeah. So those two and those those twenty one are. Uh, I bought a, lead, a Maxwell leadership bible, and there are examples of the twenty one laws. And so. Yeah, it's a whole thing. And, but I have a chance to, to put that out. And, you know, I can put it out on, well, I, I haven't podcast, I haven't made a new episode in a year and a half. I'm batching them up now, so they're about to come out. So give me a few weeks and you'll, you'll have some new content. But all that stuff is based on, you know, just having opportunities to talk to people and knowing that they want to learn more. So create an opportunity for them to get more. Love it. How can people get a hold of you, man? If people want to follow you, I know you're new to Clubhouse. Um, let us know how we can do that. I am on uh, LinkedIn, Damian L. Butler. Um, my personal Instagram is, is a little goofy. I, I got hacked. I had my name and somebody wanted to be me more than I did, so they got my name. So my, my personal Instagram is Pizza Lacks Leadership. Pizza Lacks Leadership? I'm, I'm eating well, playing the game of life, and trying to influence those around me. Yo, that's fire. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Damien, man, let me say this. It's been a pleasure catching up with you. I've been paying attention from afar. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your ascent, and I'm proud that you're continuing to apply all these principles. You took me back, man, and um, it, it just warms my heart to see you continuing to show up and make an impact in your part of the world. Um, and I just really think that that's so important, particularly where our young people are concerned. They need to see what it looks like. And I think they need to be able to be connected to what it actually feels like so that they can get the real deal. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my good friend, Damian Butler, do me a favor, y'all definitely follow him, uh, whether you're on Clubhouse, um, go check out his podcast as he's batching some things up to do another launch. And uh, at the end of the day, here's what I know to be true. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself, y'all. It's because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll see you on next week's episode. 
Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, Be sure to download this, and if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll talk soon.